I'm Michael Whitehouse, and this is the Writer's Republic podcast. Writer's Republic helps authors get their stories to the world by supporting them and publishing their own book their own way. On this show, we interview authors to share the story behind the story. Stick around after to learn how you can get their book and for information on how Writer's Republic can help you publish your own book. And now, let's learn the story. Hello, I am Michael Whitehouse with you once again interviewing another of these fantastic authors. And today I am talking to Miss Hitch, who is the author of Why Do Married Men Cheat? Real Men in Real Relationships Telling Their Real Stories. Miss mm-hmm. Hitch is the hidden gem of the world that everyone has been waiting for. Specializing in mental toughness coaching, she transforms people's minds into being world-renowned thinkers, newly able to navigate life with higher thinking. She doesn't take the traditional therapist route with mother-like advice. The unconditional mental toughness coaching she practices includes laughter, excitement, and mental relaxation that turns you into the best version of yourself. Singles, couples, and families love her because of her charisma, tenacity, and her ability to facilitate healing amongst themselves in an intense but non-judgmental atmosphere. She has a knack for building relationships with people instantly, and not only is her information penetrating, but her energy is impactful and sustaining. With a personality larger than life, her aura is nothing short of infectious. And I can say, while I did just read that bio, that is completely true, because we've been talking before you hit record, and uh, that that you definitely got some infectious energy. So I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited to be talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate so, that. So you know that bio wasn't a lie, okay? It's true. It's true. Yeah. So yes. tell me. So this this book is, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure some people are going to be going to be looking at this and being like, oh, like another woman talking about men and how evil they are and how they cheat. Um, but this is not that kind of book. So tell us about what what kind of book this is and how you put it together. I'm so glad that you asked that question because that is like to the day to day, you know, oh, here we go. Another woman, another scorned woman. She mad. She upset. You know, she somebody cheated on her and, you know, she's out here ready to just, you know, be mad at the world. Absolutely not. Because, you know, me being in a marriage, he didn't cheat on me. He cheated himself. Let's just start there. Okay. And this is a book that I actually interviewed real were in real relationships, marriages, and they gave me their story and they told me why they, why they cheated, including my ex-husband. You know, it's very important to give men, I believe too, a, uh, first of all, a non-judgmental atmosphere. Uh, cheating is not warranted. I'm not saying that, you know, this is something that you're supposed to do, but we have to get to the reason why that's number one, because there are reasons why certain people do what they do. That's number one. And number two, I think it's very, very important to give men equal emotional rights as we give women as well, because we're all at the end of the day, we're all a mere human being and we are human and we have feelings and we have to navigate and go and live through this world. And I think it's very important because us as women normally tend to negate the humanistic behavior and the emotional behavior that a man have to navigate through this world as well. So the book is on that. It's very important for that. It's educational. It gives answers. And it gives people, you know, an insight on a man's mind, on his thinking and his thought process. Hmm. 
Yeah, it seems that that's very important, very powerful, and, and yeah, making that connection there. Um, yes. So, so let's go the beginning. You know, how is so uh, in my notes here it says Miss Hitch was born in the middle of a storm. Tell me about that. A middle of what storm? I middle mean, it's storm. always a storm around here. <laughs> <laughs> Which storm are you talking about? <laughs> so, so where where did Miss Hitch come from? I mean, I came from my mother and my father. I was born in California. <laughs> You know, and just, you know, going through life and life storms, as you know, you call it, um, and just learning and growing from it. You know, um, I've learned by, uh, you know, my faith is growing through things and not just going through things. You know, if we grow through, then, you know, you can learn through and then life gets better instead of just going through and like, oh, he did this to me. Oh, I can't believe this happened to me. Oh, I can't believe because, you know, as you know, me writing the book and the inspiration on the book, I didn't blame myself, you know, like because of what he did. I just, you know, like that's the reason for the book. I got into the mindset of him to see why you did this. Mm -hmm. What was your it? What was the problems? What was the issues? Where did you? Why is this such a big deal? You know, because my ex-husband was a serial cheater. Mm. It, it, I think he had like some sort of a sexual addiction, I could say. And I could say it because when I interviewed him, you know, one of the statements he said was, he was like, Miss Hitch, listen, he was like, when I go out during the day and if I could just have that 20 minute moment, he was like, woof then everything is perfect. I was like, okay, all right, I get it. Okay. So it's an addiction error. It's an high. It's something that you have to get to keep you going on, to keep you going. And, um, you know, instead of me getting mad, you know, I was hurt in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had to take on a level of understanding hmm. of where he came from and his life and who he was and not necessarily, you know, thinking that because we're together and made this low level young commitment that he was supposed to, you know, have the same discipline or commitment that I wanted and who I was at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but you did talk about, you know, the, the reaction, you know, the reaction you had. So what are some of the effects that infidelity can have on women in a relationship? Well, women in a relationship, especially when it comes from a, a standpoint of it's just over excessive or the over sexually, it could have, you know, it's almost like an addiction to anything else. You could, the finances could start going elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you could, um, thinking that you could spend your check on going to just get a quick hit, whether it's a quick hit with crack or whether it's a quick hit, quick hit with a sexual encounter. It's the same thing. It's a quick hit where I'm going to spend all my money on food, sex, drugs, whatever it is. So the finances start to, you know, come out and then the man's self-esteem start to go low due to the fact that he already know that, you know, he's not in the right position. And when you ask a question, then they're going to lie or, you know, and then keeping up that lie, mm -hmm. you know, all of that, it just bleeds into everything. It's like a normal addiction that will bleed into you know, all of everything in the relationship and in life. It's just not one thing that you're going out. It starts to affect the family. It starts to affect the finances. It, it's, it's very infectious.
if you will. You know, like Miss Hitch, very infectious and yeah. so is that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a fascinating concept. Like looking at it similar to addiction and how it it impacts the the one who's cheated on, but it also impacts the one who is doing the cheating because it affects their self identity, their confidence, their yes, self image in very negative ways. Absolutely. Because he spoke about that. You know, like I say, I gave, you know, the men, I gave him a non-judgmental atmosphere and it was just crazy on how maybe like four men out of the stories I did, they actually thanked me, including my ex-husband for just sitting down and being able to tell their story and really get off of their chest on how they actually felt, what they felt, you know, because they want to get it out too. And just like I said, we have to give men the equal rights, you mm -hmm. know, which is very, very important. So he was grateful for that as well as me, you know, going through that and, you know, allowing him at that time, because I probably interviewed him maybe like six years after we were okay. divorced. All right. So, so, so it wasn't right there when it was, when it was still hot and intense, it was, there was. Right. It was so hot, but you know, I, you know, my, me being Miss Hitch, not even really knowing who I was at the time, I still, you know, was trying to be a friend to him because I saw it. I saw the excessive porn, you know, I saw, and I'm like, this porn is seriously excessive. Like you are going to want to go out and do some of this stuff. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, and I tried to talk to him about it and try to say certain things, but he just, you know, the denial was there. Yeah, yeah and it's tough when you're in the middle of it. It makes sense. Um, but yeah. yes, you, you mentioned uh, technology and in terms of porn, but, uh, you know, we're obviously in the social media era. Uh, how does that influence the way marriages are now compared to the pre-social media era? It is, I mean, it has definitely, definitely have a... I can say an 89% impact because everything is at the touch of the finger. You mm -hmm. can go on social media. Let's just talk about social media number one on life now and just say life. Let's just go 20 years ago mm -hmm. when marriages and marriages, families were a thing. Mm -hmm. Social media have come in and said marriages, families are not a thing. Mm. Because of the world economics and dynamic has changed and switched. It has totally switched and captured the minds of our everyday day-to-day -day people mm -hmm. who are social media to let them, because of, you know, people are not really thinkers of themselves. They're, we have more followers than leaders. People are looking for an identity through something or someone else to capture or to take on and not building a world within themselves to have a world a love story, a business, a job within themselves. We're seeing all the false narratives and we're reaching to what's not real and not building a mm. self-identity that's on a foundation for ourselves to stick 
to what it is that we need to do and not what everybody else tells us that we need to do. So society, social media, the news, quote unquote, in the world say do this. It's a gravitational pull that's Mm-hmm. That people are adhering to instead of adhering to who's in front of us, what is what my identity that I need to live out and what it is that I need to do with myself to have a sense of discipline. Discipline is whoop, white. Gotcha. Yeah. So social media is showing this this perfect life and that there's always something better the perfect life and people are going and running after delusions Mm -hmm. running after what's not real running after the dream running after the illusion of life and not disconnecting Mm -hmm. knowing how to disconnect one from the other because this look glam it look it's what it look like because it's the eye the eye have you us running on what it look like but not what it really is all right. Um, and of course, another change over the last, say, 50 years is that more women are working. And so that's obviously changed change dynamic. How is that impacting marriages? It does. I mean, and it, 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 it is definitely impacting marriages and it really should not impact the marriage. OK, mm-hmm. so let's go how it's impacting marriages just because you can get out and start to work because whether you're a man or a woman, God has given us some purpose. So Mm -hmm. if you take on your purpose, then that's fine. It should not impact your relationship with your spouse. It should enhance Mm. the relationship with your spouse because now life is different. Okay. And when I say life is different, let's talk about um, let's just keep it easy. Milk is not 50 cent a carton, 150 a carton any longer. So let's just say if milk is, I don't know, milk, just say if it's $8 a carton now. Okay. So we have to progress with life. And if the progression comes, that means that if I, as a woman have to not just say, go out, work, I'm independent, make my own money. But if I have to assist my household Mm -hmm. and what's needed, then that's what should be done because we're taking, you know, the, the, the smaller part. And when I say the smaller part, now I can get out. I'm a woman. I can make my money. I can do this. I can do that. To keep it real, we could have really been doing that. It was just the movement of the media the economy, the how the world turns, the how the world moves. Mm -hmm. So we progressed with that. Now we're we're progressing with it. So now they have everybody thinking, oh, you can make your own money. Yes, you can make your own money. That's fine. But why why not make your household easier Mm -hmm. on bringing in some extra? Because I was in a relationship before and everything was on me. As a woman. Now, if everything was on me as a woman, I can see how you men feel on having to take care of everything. We're <laughs> talking about from the gardener, from the bills coming in need to be paid. Just every- That's a tall order. That's a lot yeah. to just have on one person for someone to even put on you. 
So we're taking it on the lower level and the lower vibration. I have my money now. I can make my money now so I can do whatever. Uh, no. Why you don't make the money and get with somebody and then you guys can have two incomes and make it much more and you can do it together. But society is separation, division, and has pulled us and broken us apart to they don't want that. Oh, you making your money now. You can be independent. You can live on your own. That's so that's not true. That's 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 the most dumbest. <laughs> but we're going but but society is moving along with it. They're going along with it. They're fishing. They're biting the bait. They're the forbidden fruit. They're biting the apple. Like, oh, well, I can just because you got some money, that don't mean you can still make it out here on your own. It's a lot that goes with that. Yep. It's a lot of moves and strategic moves you still have to make. It's a it's you have to think on how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do it? How am I gonna skip spending money? Just because you make it, that don't mean you're gonna spend it right or it's going to the you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, and that's a really powerful point. The thing about my relationship with my wife is that, you know, a lot of our strength is that we we are supporting a household. It's not, I mean, I've got my money. She's got hers just so she doesn't have to call me up and say, hey, I'm buying a latte. Is that okay? She's, right. She can do that. I can do my thing. Um, but, you know, for the household stuff, there is one one corporate unit. Um, and which actually brings it to a great point. And I, I love what you're saying about this idea of the, you know, I'm independent. I can do my own thing versus you're building anything, which the, the independence is great, but it's immature. You know, when you're 20, then you're like, I'm independent. I don't need my parents anymore. And right. then you move to a new form of of joint dependence, mm -hmm. of building something greater. So talk about the importance of building that strong foundation of a relationship. Right. But that's what we're missing as well. Um, you know, it's just uh, we're not building relationships and relating and being relational to one another mm. we're just you know now especially society has put it out there i'm independent i can do this and like you said when you're young you're getting out your parents oh i can do it on my own you think that you can really do it on your own, but you really can't we really can't do it takes mm. people it take a team it take a village yes we need that and society has totally counted that out like you say okay if you want to buy a latte if you want to get this yeah go ahead swipe the car go ahead get no problem if you want to do those certain things but this is a unit we do this together because our main reason for us being together is for me to make it easy on you and for you to make it easy on me mm -hmm. and we can get through this long life that we said to death do us part together yeah, yeah that's <laughs> That's huge. I, I I totally get all of that because you know that's that's how we're able to get a house. Uh, yes. I had the credit. She had the income. We we're able to get a house. See? I couldn't get it by myself. She couldn't get it by herself. Together we could do it. Together uh, we can do it. Absolutely. And and, mm -hmm. and I think I think some of it may be, uh, and you're sort of saying this that that maybe people aren't 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 seeing that better future. They're like, well, I can do this and I can do this, but I can't do that and whatever. They don't realize we could do that. Right. And that, and that and the, all these things that that. I individually couldn't do. Um, mm -mm. And, mm -mm. and it's all, it's an I thing. When you start to do an I thing, yeah. people don't realize that that is a, that's a very selfish, um, you know, innuendo that could bring you down. You yep. know, once you get into the I and the I and the I, because I, I, I cannot do this entire world by myself. It's just no way. I need people. 
And if you think I can get over here and I can do that, that I will soon fall to the grave. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Yep. Yes. Um, yes. And, and speaking of trust, so what, what's happened to trust? Because in, in the old days, you know, death do us part and you knew you're going to be together and people lean on each other. And now it seems like they don't. So what's happened to the lost art of trust? Yeah, well, the lost art of trust is, like I say, once you, like you just said, you asked the question, bringing it back to the social media. Social media feed a lot on not trusting. Mm -hmm. They do a lot on the cheating aspect. They do a lot on having kids now out of wedlocks, having babies now and just being a baby mama. Okay, those avenues are... That brings, that breeds non-trust. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get married to you because I really don't trust you, but I'm going to have a baby with you. I'm not really going to, you know, marry you. We're going to outlaw Mary. I'm just going to be with you because as soon as I see you cheating, because that's what's out there. And as soon as I know that you're cheating, because I'm sitting waiting on you to cheat. I don't trust you. Well, I came in a relationship. I really don't trust you anyway. And then uh, most of the time I tell people about trust. Okay. Now, my thing with the trust factor is you us getting into a relationship and having a real thread of mind and a real thinker, you have to leave trust open. And when I say open, okay, it's because you don't really, you have to see the tone of a person as to what you trust them for. Give you an example. If you go to Ralph's and ask them to change your transmission are you about to go in there and go up and be mad? Ralph, you can't change my transmission. They'd be like, no, but I got some turkey meat and some hot sauce for you, okay? So if I got some turkey meat, we told you what you can trust us for. We didn't say transmissions. Now, if you go to Jiffy Lou and say, I need some turkey meat and some hot sauce, you, I need you to make me a hamburger. And they'd be like, no, but we can give you two quarts of oil. Are you going to be mad that you couldn't do that? Why? Why? Because they told you up front what you can trust them for. Most people tell us up front, oh, sorry, what you can actually trust uh, trust them for. But mm -hmm. we don't believe it. We don't do it. Yep. Yeah, we sloppy. We just look at a person to see what it is that they can actually do for us and have this false narrative in their in our mind on exactly who they should be for us and not see them for who they are and mm. get the exact layout on who they're telling us that they can trust us for, trust them for. We go beyond, we put, uh, we put uh, unlimited expectations on limited people. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's so, so, so we, we make, we imagine what the, what our partner is and what they can do and then we got to yes. accept when they don't do it. Yes. And they don't do it because we get in, in a relationship and we saying you should do this. I mean, I'm getting a relationship like, oh, now that we said I do or we didn't have sex or we committed. So now my whole thing is you should do this for me. You should do this for me. It's an unlimited expectation. We never even had this discussion. We I don't know if you can do this for me or we can do this for me. We don't know this. We don't know about this. We just placing it on them and expecting it, not knowing if it could actually come to fruition. And it's unfair. Yeah. No, that's that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Jiffy Lube looking for hamburger. You will. <laughs> Don't go to Taco Bell looking for no tires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they might have tires out in the back, but you probably don't. Want <laughs> right. 
right. You not gonna get one though. Okay. Definitely don't want to know where they came this from. Mexican pizza that we got. <laughs> Other than that, beat it. <laughs> yep. uh, so, so what's the what's the solution? What does a successful marriage look like? A successful marriage look like two people who are open minded, getting into a relationship, allowing freedom on both ends in their head. You are ready for the long run and you are here to serve your partner to make it easy at all costs. If you decide you commit, I tell people, you guys say I commit and I do, but you have to commit to the commitment. The commitment have to be committed too. If you're not committing to the commitment and the commitment not committed, what are you talking about? You, a lot of people get in, if you commit to yourself on what it is that I need, it's okay to get what you need. But if you give the other person what they need and be a servant and a complete servitude to the other person, then you're going to get what you need if you if both of you guys are committed to serving one another. It's about servitude. We have taken that out of the equation totally. Mm. And we go in like, well, I need this, I need, and then we fall in into life real easy. We fall into the bills. We fall into the kids. We fall in and uh, not keeping the complete balance of everything that needs to be done and being very aware and conscious of the kids need a certain time. If they need to get a babysitter and a nanny because me and my husband need this time time because we are the one that's keeping this thing around, then we have to do that. If when my husband need time, being attentive to your partner on knowing when to hold them and when to fold them, because sometimes your partner just might need a little space of quiet and that's okay. It's not bad. It doesn't mean anything. And maybe they need more attention, being very attentive and aware of your partner and your partner's needs are very important and staying consistent in that consistency is key and growing with the times growing with the times like i said for example too if the milk was two dollars now we know it's ten dollars okay listen now i know i have to get in here get in the trenches and then this household is going to need a little bit more so let me get in the trenches so i can make it easier for the both of us for the household and being a team mate is important to make a good marriage. And then just having faith that this is going to work. This is who I'm supposed to be with. This is going to work. I know this is what's going And it's, let me get to the good. Let's stay on the good. And being a solution heir, being a solution, not a problem to the problem. But when a problem come up, let's get a quick solution Let's solutionize it and let's keep going because something else is going to come up in life. I love, and I love being a spiritual light, being the light. You know, when our husbands or wives come into our castle, we have to be the light mm. because out there in the world is going to snatch you, take you, kill you, pull you, disrespect you, uh, fold you, bury you, all that. So when you come in my courts and come in, be the light. I just came outside from being beat up. I need to come in here and replenish as best as possible as you know that I can so that I can get back out there again because the fight is not between us. It's them out there. It's mm. that. <laughs> 
it's old. <laughs> us against the world, not not us against each other. Yes, and, not and, us. We are. It's us against the world, not us against each other. Like one another. Why we're in here, like going against each other? Yeah. Absolutely not. I, I, I think, got you when you got me. And the most important thing I heard you say was commit to the commitment. Yes, commit to the commitment and let the commitment be committed to because we are committed to this right here. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Yep. Yeah. Once you commit, it all follows for anyone. For anyone who's like, I'm not quite sure how to do it. You commit to the commitment, you figure out how to do it. That's absolutely. Absolutely. And you figure out how to do it to being a solution, being the social life, being mm -hmm. the spiritual life, being the best and highest that you can be for that person. Because I tell people, I'm like, wait a minute. You decided to commit to, we got seven, eight, nine billion people in the world. So if you decided to commit to that one, why would you argue, fuss, and fight when you decided to commit to that one? So if you decided to commit, then commit. Yeah. What are you doing? Commit to the highest form. Give it your absolute all. Absolutely. I love that. So the book is Why Do Married Men Cheat? Real Men in Real Relationships Telling Their Real Stories by Miss Hitch. And people can find that on Amazon and also the Writers Republic website. Is that correct? Yes. Fantastic. Well, this has been awesome. I've I love your energy. It is absolutely infectious. Um, and and very high vibration is the, <laughs> is the modern term for it. Uh, yes. But and it and this sounds like you know you've got a lot of great advice because you're right. There's there's so many things changing out there, and the world is not like it was. And you know the world probably wasn't like we think it was anyway but there's all kinds of challenges now and the insights right. the insights you're providing uh through these interviews um sound incredibly valuable for anyone who's looking to build a healthy relationship so thank you so much for sharing them okay thank you i sure appreciate that yeah i'm glad that you could see that and you know could get that because i always tell people you know i i'm, I'm not I don't go off of just the eye and what I just see in the normal, in the mm -hmm. normal life. You got to rise above, you know, to get better. We have to rise above to get better because I am committed because I'm a mental toughness love coach as well. I'm very committed to helping, assisting human beings in the absolute betterment to live a better life. We have to do this because we only have one life. We don't get several. Now, if you reincarnate and all that, that's bad. <laughs> but while you're here and you're trying to get this, get it, like get it ASAP. Get it while you're here. Get it now. Start living the good life now. Start, you know, in your mind, getting to the solution now. Get to the fun now. Don't let life relationships or people or what they say, how they do, bring you down. I didn't do that like with my ex-husband. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, whoa, why me? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like... Okay, well, you know, now that I'm ready to divorce you, because this is going on for too long, let's get into the mindset. And I was already doing that anyway. And we're still good friends. I He can call me and I still help him. I have a daughter by him. I can still, you know, he called me and I can still, you what you need? Okay, okay, go here. Okay, here's a resource. You know, do this, you know, do that. I'm not bitter and upset because just because you wasn't for me and this situation just overbeared the relationship, doesn't mean I have to be mean or nasty just because of what your behavior was and what your disposition was in life. Hey, that didn't have anything to do with me. That yep. had, you know, you have to go and overcome, you know, what had happened 
you know, in your life in order to become a better man and a better person. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing. This has been great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure you got something out of this interview. too. <laughs> This has been the Writer's Republic podcast. To learn more about Writer's Republic and to find the books we talk about on the show, visit writersrepublic.com. If you like this interview, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really liked it, why not share it with a friend? I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. You can find out more about me at michaelwhitehouse.coach. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for another great interview with a fantastic Writer's Republic author.